used to want to get these with my dad. They don't want to get a nasty tweet from Donald Trump. I wish he'd stay off Twitter. I don't care. I don't care anymore. Either way. Why are you here? You're supposed to be asleep. I am here determined to stop this future atrocity. It's just not a natural thing we would do in our society. You don't see that. Yes. Two things that have only never let me down in this entire country's history. The First Amendment and Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Let me tell you, the one that matters is me. Well, uh, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, who host the popular uh, radio talk show, asked the same question of their listeners, and here's their response. Um, I don't think that's true, but of course you're right, and we should have done that. So let's fast forward to now. This is Ed McMahon, and now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Holy crap! Holy crap! Yeah? Live from Studio C! Say, senor! Dimly lit room, etc., etc. I can't wait to hear who's our general manager today. Facebook. I mean, Syria. I mean, the Michael Cohen raid. I don't know. You know, the luckiest guy in the world is Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> Unless he spontaneously combusts on the stand, he won't make the news today. Wow. Nobody will even know he testified. Wow. It's it's unfortunate. I'd like to call him out. I heard an expert talking today convince me completely that Facebook is as crooked as corkscrews. They, this is so old. This, I heard an activist guy in Europe, he's an attorney, this is all he works on. He debated Mark Zuckerberg in Vienna about this very question six years ago. That's interesting. And Zuckerberg told him, no, this is the way we're doing exactly what, this is the way Facebook is designed to work. Really? Yeah. That's pretty interesting. It's a data mining company, I'm completely convinced. I'm afraid that's the, like, number four story of the day, Yeah, I'm sorry I wasted your time with it, everybody, as you were. And we live in a world where if you don't make the news that day, if you don't make the news that day, it kind of just goes away. They keep making more news. The news (laughs) just keeps coming. So, yeah, luckiest man in the world, Mark Zuckerberg. If I were him, I'd get on the stand and just say, I don't know, you might be right, you might be wrong, I don't know. Uh, How's Syria going? Why don't you look at your Facebook feed and see if there's any news from Syria, dum-dums. I was looking at Stormy Daniels' face account, and he Facebook account. You want to know something about Stormy Daniels? That's what he was saying. Oh. <laughs> anyway, let's introduce everybody in the squad. We'll start over there with our board operator, Michelangelo. He presses buttons, he flips toggles, he pulls levers. How are you this morning, Michael? Uh, pretty good. Ask yourself, is Facebook dangerous to your personal information or to your family? And then post your opinion on the Armstrong Getty Facebook page. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, Zuckerberg made, made a big statement about uh, maximizing profit is not our goal. Your personal, the, the the safety of your personal information is our number one goal. Oh, Always has been. Thanks, Mark. Who, who believes that? Thanks, Mark. Let me give you a big hug. Who possibly bought that? There is a positive Sean whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well. Uh, it it takes quite a lot to get me to pay attention to the baseball season, especially this early sure. into the season. They play like 500 games. Yes, uh, and there's only about 489 more to go. Uh, but a gentleman by the name of Shohei Otani has captured my heart. Oh. 3-2 now. Swing and a miss. Down goes Olsen. And tip your cap, Shohei Otani. You deserve it this afternoon. Now he is the six foot four inch Japanese import of a baseball player who was both pitching and batting. 
He has homered in three consecutive games. He is two, as a batter. As a batter, he is two and zero oh as a starter, leading the league in WHIP. That's your walks, hits per innings pitch. One of your kind of it's not really an advanced stat, but it's a, a good indicator of how good a pitcher is. He's struck out twelve. His ERA is like two. This guy is just slinging it like back in the little league days when your best player just played every position. Yeah, and I'm starting to see his name uh, pop up everywhere. And didn't you say he's going to become the face of Major League Baseball like now? Well, yeah, a friend of mine suggested that, uh, yeah, he, How would he, he not be a superstar. Yeah. How would he not? He had one of the best weeks in the history of baseball, and baseball's been around for like 150 years, mm-hmm. which is pretty awesome. Uh, say his name again, because i got to memorize it. Since If he's going to be a household name, I need to know it. Shohei Otani. Mm-hmm. Shohei the money. How am I going to remember that? That, that might help. Uh, there's Marshall Phillips, who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? Uh, I'm sorry. I was I was distracted. I've been playing with my new uh, smartphone. That's the, What is that? That's... That is the uh, Galaxy Note 8. Hmm. The Note 8. That's a good-looking phone. It's very large. It is very, very large for a man with, you know, my eyesight and the like. Uh, it's very good. It's a lot of fun. Now that's, that's very attractive. That's uh, one of the phones that has been recommended to me by people who uh, who left the iPhone for that. Yeah. Do you like it? I do. Well, Have you figured I've, out how to use it? I've had it one day, and I'm working my way through yeah. uh, you know, the instructions in that. I saw but... you're taking videos of Sean before the show. So. Yes. That thing's its own anti-theft device. You just bash somebody <laughs> right. on the head with exactly. it if they try to it's take like it from you. Hey, we do have one celebrity birthday. I want to make sure I mention legendary NFL coach, sportscaster, and entrepreneur John Madden, 82 years old today. Net worth, at least two. Hundred million dollars. Is he really? Because of his video games. Yes. Yep. That is <laughs> 200 exactly. Two hundred mil. Wow. I'd like to know what percentage of the net worth is the name on the video game. Oh, it's it's a huge ninety-eight percent. Yeah, I could believe that. Yeah. Yeah. And did he have to do anything every year for that? Uh, he would cut the like the voice lines. Like he was uh-huh. actually the play-by-play, and that, that so took fifteen minutes. It, it probably took a couple hours of him saying, right. "Oh, there's a there's a hole that you could drive a truck through, or right. whatever." You know, that's a, <laughs> right. that's a couple of months for that kind of money. That's be, that'd be for fine. sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no kidding. Yeah. Wow. What do you want me to say today? Good for him. Yeah, 150 million of his uh, fortune comes from that little game. So it's his birthday, and as you see right here, here's the cake, and then boom, the cake goes in the mouth, and then right there, down the gullet, ah, right there. The great thing about the video game version yeah. of Madden is. Pat Summerall also did the play-by-play, and late in the career, there was almost no difference between the automated Pat Summerall of the video game and the real-life version. <laughs> he's, an elder, he's an elderly drunk. You shouldn't make fun of elderly drunks, usually. Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It is, how did it get to be Tuesday, April 10th, the year 2018? We're setting you straight in 21-8. Yeah. We're Armstrong and getting we approve of this program. It's going to be power lifting today, man, handling the big stories of the day. But, but we're ready. Let's begin, according to FCC rules and regs, at Mark. I don't dance now. I make money. Move. Say. I don't gotta dance. I make money. Move. If I see you and I don't speak, that means I don't f- with you. I'm a boss. You're a worker. I make bloody moves. I'm a boss, you're a worker. So that's Donald Trump singing a Cardi B song. Yes, because she is everywhere, and she was co-hosting The Tonight Show for some reason last night as well. There mm. you go. Hilarious. Mm. What are, uh, how's the mailbag look? Oh, no, we got to do other headlines, don't we? What are other headlines? Trump on Twitter with a message this morning. Attorney-client privilege dead after the Fed seizes attorney's records. we got the president weighing in. <clears throat> excuse me. President weighing in on the Syria attack and Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg facing Congress. Coming up minutes from now, Armstrong and Getty. You might have an FBI raid on your lungs. See what's down there. Yes. <laughs> something, you're, something you're trying to keep secret. <laughs> 
How does mailbag look? Oh, it's very good. It's heavily uh, bum infested. What? It's about uh, the, uh, the, or the what do you call them? The Knights of the Open Road. Knights Marshall. of the Open Road, indeed. A lot about uh, our discussion yesterday. Or fellow citizens that you're making judgments about based on appearance. Which yeah. sounds like to me. Yeah, saves time. Which is stereotyping, and I'm not cool with that. Mm, that even saves even more time. So, uh, is this end up going to all end up being about Stormy Daniels? Is that where we're headed? Uh, maybe. It all ends up double ugly, though. Yeah. I guarantee you that. Yeah. Our, 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 our very nation riven by angst and hatred and counter charges and charges and the, the attitudes. And, uh, and in the midst way. of it all, we might be at war with Russia over Syria. Yeah. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the of nation. Of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So, Trump's lawyer's office raided. The Stormy Daniels thing in the background, you know, even not related to that. The Syria thing. And James Comey's book is going to come out in like a dozen days. Mm. Holy crap. Uh, the uh, shouting back and forth is going to be deafening. Loretta Lynch, uh, former attorney general. Is that what she was? Yeah. She had some uh, interesting things to say about Comey yesterday that complicate uh, things. Well, and Comey's going to blast on back, I have a feeling. I suppose. And that'll be really enjoyable. Oof. I just want to see Loretta Lynch kicked by whoever wants to kick her, verbally speaking, of course. I'm not for old lady kicking. You don't kick elderly women? Let me go on the record as saying that. Okay. That's what you say. That is what I say. Mm. Mailbag. Woo! By the way, I watched both Fox and Friends and Morning Joe this morning. Yeah. If you only watch one of those shows, you, you, you're you not getting the whole story. Huh. I'd say... Something flipping back and forth. It is. It's like two completely different worlds. So, as we've mentioned previously, for some reason, Ben the Libertarian is sending along his Latin quote of the day. This one's good. It's a little heavy. Are you ready for heavy? In the mood for heavy? Probably not. Momento mori. Or mori. Or moron. (laughs) Momento mori. Latin for remember that you have to die. You get one life. Do not waste it. Mm. Oh, that's the point? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Moving along. I always like the phrase, um, I had a teacher that said this at the end of every class in college. This ain't no dress rehearsal. That is a good one. Because it is easy mm. to go through life kind of feeling like it is. Yeah, you're I'm getting just, ready for the next thing. Yeah, I'm, getting ready, well, I'm getting ready for the real life to start. Right. Yeah. My real life. Then yeah. what am I wearing this cod piece for? <laughs> Excellent question. So your freedom-loving quote of the day, I paraphrased Penn Jillette yesterday as we were talking about bums and social services and that sort of thing. Uh, here then, is, then he uh, performed a magic trick while I stayed m- m- mute over but here. But hilariously <laughs> mute. Mm-hmm. It's amazing to me how many people think that voting to have the government give poor people money is compassion. Helping poor and suffering people is compassion. Voting for our government to use guns to give money to help poor and suffering people is a moral, self-righteous, bullying laziness. 
People need to be fed, medicated, educated, clothed, and sheltered. And if we're compassionate, we'll help them. But you get no moral credit for forcing other people to do what you think is right. There is great joy in helping people, but no joy in doing it at gunpoint. I declare Penn Jillette our most interesting magician. Arguably. <laughs> and then this! Not David Blaine? <laughs> I go like sitting in an igloo for a week. He's so over. <laughs> I do love my quotes, and so I've permitted this. Jeremy from Eagle, Idaho. Why only freedom-loving quotes? You're always touting those on your show. How about some balance? I'll be supplying you with despotism-loving quotes of the day to counter all this love of freedom. Mm. The first of many comes from none other than the poster boy for fascism himself, Adolf Hitler. And here's what he said. Quote, make the lie big. Make it simple. Keep saying it, and eventually people will believe it. There you go. Mm. Your despotism-loving quote of the day. Gotta gotta throw it in here that I know some of you some of you are working on that. Sounds like someone. Sounds like a lot of someone's. Yeah. Doesn't it sound more like someone than other people, though? Sounds like Joe figured out a loophole to quote <laughs> Hitler on the show. <laughs> I know you. I'm not a fan of Hitler. You are trying to hint. That Trump is doing that. That says very simple, not completely accurate things over and over again. Yes, there may be some of that. Nancy Pelosi has made a career of that. Sure. She's a genius at it. They're they're not usually as simple. The new tax law is a gift to the rich. It's a gift to the rich. It's a gift to the rich. Oh, yeah. They all do it. Of course, you know, you certainly could argue, well, Trump has more power at this point, so he's... Uh, it's more important to point out his uh, foibles. Eh, I, could, I could buy that. If you like your health care, you can keep it. Yeah. Yeah. Just make the lie big, make it simple, and repeat it over and over again. On the topic of your urine, Jack, which you have uh, decided to begin marketing to various druggies who need to pass tests. Oh, right. Yeah. Uh, Lloyd uh, suggests uh, label, labeling it, and this is much better in print, farm to farm. F-A-R-M to P-H-A-R-M. Wow, that's Jack's pretty good. Farm to Farm Clean Urine. My urine's clean. It's gonna. Mm. It might have a, a, a pretty high concentration of like donut fat. Yeah, but uh, apple no, pies. You'll, no crime. You'll, you'll pass a whiz quiz after last night's meal. Gravy. My my wife made mashed potatoes and gravy and chicken. Oh, mm. so freaking so freaking good. That's nice. That's nice. Uh, here's Doctor J in Austin, Texas. Doctor J's moved all over the country, but he stayed in touch. On the lamb. I'm writing to you from bum-infested Austin, Texas. Attached is a fine example of a vagrant using an in-and-out trash can as a standing desk for his mobile phone. This is directly next to my residence. Yes, living next to an in-and-out results in weight gain. (laughs) I'll bet it does. I find most intersections in this leftist city have competing bums, most of whom are below 40, fairly well-dressed, and have signs detailing how their husband has epilepsy or how they were laid off, etc. Really, they all just look like addicts. They're figuratively bums on top of bums, and yet cars regularly stop to patronize them. A common bumper sticker here reads, Don't California my Texas. I would suggest there is an insinuation of direct relationship somewhere in there. I also find the yells at street signs bums increasingly rare, as they are being outcompeted for resources by the more enterprising variety. It's almost like there is a free market for the pathetic, and it's at work. I guess the pillheads just want it more. There's something that complicates your uh, wanting to do good in the world. If you care about the people that actually have no choice about being on the street, the mentally ill, they're 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 losing 
a very tough competition against they have their wits together, but they're drug addicts or or lazy. Right. Uh, people who are, who are getting all the good spots for begging. It's the gentrification of bumhood. So, yeah, plus there are limited resources. So the pilled up and lazy are taking those resources away from the uh, the mentally ill. Well, it's probably, for instance, it's probably fairly easy to outmaneuver the mentally ill. All right. So uh, all of you with your do-good utopianisms, look what you're doing. Well, you know what? If you subsidize something, you get more of it. If you tax something, you get less of it. Here's uh, some uh, advice, homeless advice from Tom. The only thing that you have the power to change about the homeless situation is your own mind. Deal with it. Your consistent condescending ranting about it erases any respect that I formerly had for either of you. Um... Okay. No problem with supporting an American military strike in the Middle East, but urine run down runs down your leg at the sight of a panhandler in the parking lot. A Y K F F K M. What does that stand for? A Y F K M. He doesn't explain it. So what's the ultimate point? And then he has though? a sign that says Utopia. So he suggests us of utopianism. Interesting. But so what's your ultimate point if you have that view that you should be okay with bums taking over your town? Or yes, just be, or clearly. let it happen, but be sad about it, as opposed to mad, or or what? What is what is the ultimate point? And Tom, listen, I, I, we're more than well. I just read your email on the air, but no problem with supporting an American military strike in the Middle East, but urine runs down your leg at the sight of a panhandler in the parking lot. I'm not sure I get your point there either. Give generously I, to pointlessness. I think help the unpointed learn to make a point. I think that's as as I, as I pointed out yesterday. I've been at. Uh, City council meetings discussing this very sort of thing. Um, the uh, uh, friendly to the homeless population crowd thinks it's a real overreaction to be concerned at all about the raving, hammered, pilled up, whatever they are, crazy looking person that's you have to walk past to go through the doorway. Mm-hmm. They think you're just being a coward, which I think, okay. I, I'm telling you, I think 90% of people are looking at that person saying, I hope that person doesn't hit me or, or attack me or rob me or whatever. Everybody else is not looking at these people as they step over them heading into a business. Like, yeah, this is perfectly okay. I, I just think this is fantastic. This is just awesome. Well, here's a note from Tom's Utopia. About a month ago, I stopped at my local post office on Saturday evening to drop some letters in the indoor mail slot. I found the outdoor door locked with a paper sign stating the lobby would be closed during the weekends, etc. I spoke with one of the postal employees later and confirmed why this was done. There are bums living in the lobby. And so they've closed the post office now on the weekends. And they send along, uh, actually, uh, Lothar sent along uh, a bunch of pics of the refuse and garbage and gook in the lobby of the post office where the bums had been living. Here's another example, a park that, a uh, very nice park that was remodeled a couple of years back in my hood. The um, the hammered homeless sleep on the benches there. Nobody has their kids go over there and play. Do you think that's just out of cowardice or judgmentalism that they don't have their kids go over and play by them? Or is that just a normal, sensible, safe reaction to a bunch of people you don't know who they are who are obviously inebriated? And they're unstable and obviously right. not willing to follow the laws of uh, society. Uh, you know, it's a shame. We will get later to the note about Jack suggesting Mark Zuckerberg isn't very smart. Because it's, uh, it's very good. I want to hear that. <laughs> All right. Um, there's another big story we haven't touched on. Flit it out of my head. God, there's so many going on right now. Oh, Tucker Carlson on Fox last night working hard. The false flag chemical attack angle. Oh, yep. Got to talk about that on the Armstrong and Getty Show.
almost feel like I got to stretch a little before we introduce Marshall in the news. I got to uh, get up. Mm. It's a big day. <laughs> a little stretching. Yep. Ah, get ready to talk. Holy crap. Let's get the news now with Marshall Phillips. Well, two morning tweets back up what President Trump said yesterday after the federal agents raided the home and office of his attorney, Michael Cohen. First tweet reading, attorney-client privilege is dead. The second tweet, all in caps, total witch hunt. The raids reportedly the result of a tip from special counsel Robert Mueller's investigators, but not connected to the Russia probe. Instead, they reportedly have to do with a $130,000 payment Cohen made to porn star Stormy Daniels. Now, speaking to reporters at the White House's cabinet office, where America's top military officials had gathered with Trump to discuss a response to the apparent chemical attack in Syria, the president blasted those raids. One of my personal attorneys, good man, and uh, it's a disgraceful situation. It's a total witch hunt. I've been saying it for a long time. I've wanted to keep it down. We've given... I believe over a million pages worth of documents to the special counsel. They continue to just go forward, and here we are talking about Syria. We're talking about a lot of serious things with the greatest fighting force ever. And I have this witch hunt constantly going on for over 12 months now. And actually much more than that. You could say it was right after I won the nomination it started. And it's a disgrace. It's frankly a real disgrace. It's a an attack on our country in a true sense. It's an attack on what we all stand for. Mm. She's a witch! You know, boy, this deserves a lot of discussion. We are going to discuss it at 7.04 with Sarah Westwood of the Washington Examiner. But, um, you know, he does have a point in that this idea that maybe there was some collusion with the Russians has now led far afield. Far afield. And his administration, while he's trying to make critical decisions, is now wrestling with with all this stuff, all this legal stuff. Very briefly, I think I found this very helpful. I'll repeat it to you. Maybe you'll find it very helpful. So Mueller, in the midst of going far afield and investigating all sorts of stuff about Russia, uncovers something to do with Cohen, the attorney, that he thinks is uh, probably a little stinky. He brings it to Rod Rosenstein. Who's the higher up in the Justice Department since Sessions recruited himself? Rosenstein says, "Yeah, this isn't your uh, your lane, but it does stink a little bit. I'm going to give it to the Southern Manhattan uh, District Attorney." Oh, he's good. The DA gets it. He's uh, the DA's a Trump appointee, by the way, mm-hmm. or uh, not the DA, the uh, federal prosecutor. Right. I can't remember. He's a Giuliani appointee, but a Trump supporter. Yeah. Right. So. At any rate, so he gets it and says, yeah, this is no good. He goes to a judge, gets a warrant, and they do a no-knock raid on Cohen's office. So that's that's the chain it followed. It's probably worth knowing that Cohen is not only Trump's attorney, but he's kind of a, a fixer. He, he takes care of problems for him. Right. He's a problem solver. He's like the wolf in Pulp Fiction. Um, it cleans so, the blood out of cars? Uh, he, he does what's necessary. Yeah. Uh, so what he's been up to for the last 10, 15 years, and whether there's anything he's done that might stretch the bounds of legality, uh, it's fairly easy to believe. But again, we are so far afield from Russian collusion. Somebody else who is highly critical of those raids, famed lawyer and Howard, uh, Harvard rather law professor Alan Dershowitz. Look, this is a very dangerous day today for lawyer-client relations. I deal with clients all the time. I tell them on my word of honor that what you tell me is sacrosanct. And now they say, just based on 
probable cause, even though this was cooperation with Cohen, they can burst into the office, grab all the computers, and then give it to another FBI agent and say, you're the firewall. We want you now to read all these confidential communications. If this were Hillary Clinton being investigated and they went into her lawyer's office, the ACLU would be on every television station in America jumping up and down. The, the, the deafening silence of the ACLU and civil libertarians about the intrusion into the lawyer-client confidentiality is really appalling. So it sounds like Dershowitz agrees with Trump's tweet. Yeah. Yeah. And Dershowitz is a Clinton supporter and does not like Trump. Well, and remember, Hillary's uh, lawyer was granted uh, immunity before being questioned, and, and the government got nothing in return for it. So that's an interesting uh, couple of standards. Boy, if this turns out, though, it's because because uh, his lawyer uh, paid off a whore to go, get her to go away. Told the bank, "Look, I need some money. I'm going to put in a. Uh, I'm going to remodel my bathroom." And they gave him some money. It turns out it's to pay the law. The 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 whore. Right. That's against the law. I mean, mm-hmm. so if that's the crime, it's or, money laundering, or he wired the money and it went across state lines, so that's a crime. I mean, if those are the crimes, wow, wow. Well, well, well hey, and listen, here's here's where I I call men and women of good conscience forward. Stop uh, laying down with horse. Well, well, there's that. <laughs> um, but when Billy Jeff Clinton right. got impeached over saying there is no relationship with Monica Lewinsky, depends what the meaning of his is, for lying under oath in the Paula Jones sexual harassment scandal, which arose eventually out of the completely phony Whitewater land deal. Uh, listen, y'all were screeching. That this was an attack on the presidency and a terrible idea and a miscarriage of justice and that Kenneth Starr was out of control. Is this not the same thing, more or less? Meanwhile, while all this is going on, the president is trying to devote some time to Syria. He was meeting with the top military leaders, Trump, telling reporters a decision is going to be made soon on how America is going to respond to Syria's alleged chemical weapons attack, saying... It will be met. And it will be met forcefully. And when, I will not say, because I don't like talking about timing. So that's all going on while that other is going on. My God. Now, I haven't heard hardly anybody say that this is just trying to distract. Um, We're too distracted to say that. <laughs> because yeah, right. Hilarious. The left and the right does seems to think that uh, chemical weapons attacks can't stand, which is... Part of what we're going to discuss coming up is Tucker Carlson on Fox last night really making the argument hard that this is a, a, a fake. This is not real. This is not exactly what happened the way it seems and uh, it needs to be looked into. I would like to look into that. That's a, that's a heck of a thing. We will do that and a, next. And a lot of you textures and emails were saying that yesterday. Of course, a lot of you people are crazy. A lot of you people are crazy. <laughs> And while all this is going on, you got Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg due on Capitol Hill today for the first of two days of testimony before Congress. Liar! Two full days yes. of getting grilled and the, the rare situation where both sides want to chunk you. Yes. That's, that's rough. So this German activist guy I was listening to who speaks English better than most Americans, he was talking about the... He said, here's the, my question. He said he's going to sit there with a big tub of popcorn and watch the testimony before Congress because he, he dealt with this stuff six, seven years years ago in Europe, and he won the lawsuit and debated Mark Zuckerberg and the rest of it. He said what he's going to be watching for is, will they let Zuckerberg just get away with apologizing? We're sorry. We should 
have done better. Gosh, we're sorry. He said, because they know exactly what they're doing and always have been. He's not up. He's not sorry. He's been doing what they intended to do all along. Well, we shall see. Zuckerberg's testimony today is going to start around 11 o'clock this morning, West Coast time. So you're saying years ago, uh, Zuckerberg figured out that, wow, we could make a lot of money off of this information? Yeah, we're going to get every shred of information we can possibly get from people. Then we're going to use it and sell it and give it to people who want it. And maybe we say to them, all right, you can only use it for that and you can't give it to anybody else. That's an exclusivity deal. But yeah, that's that's why the company exists. There you go. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips here. I'm Strong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. And now Zuckerberg, uh, feeling the heat, is coming out with his, uh, his uh, utopian statement yesterday about how, you know, we don't even care about profit. We just want to build a social media platform where people can connect and, and, and warm their hearts and love those who they love and reach understanding with their enemies and bring peace to the earth. That's all we want to do at Facebook. You think lawmakers will hold up emoji cards as he's uh, testifying? Just the poop emoji. <laughs> the red face angry emoji. This is what you're full of right here. This emoji. Right there. <laughs> See the steam? So, <laughs> so I think I called some of you texters crazy yesterday for su- suggesting that Assad wasn't behind the chemical attack. This is just an attempt to get us into uh, the, 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 the war somehow. Well... A, uh, a a pretty major cable news host went big on that last night. Tucker Carlson on Fox. We need to discuss that. Coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Congress ought to consider a brand new constitutional amendment. Let's call it the Lindsey Graham Amendment. And here's what it would say. Congress shall topple no government until it finishes rebuilding the last government it toppled. And furthermore, talk show generals shall be required to personally visit the battlefield of every war they advocate for. End of amendment. That's a pretty... have an immediate and positive effect. Let's hope it passes. That's a pretty good snarky uh, comment from Tucker Carlson on Fox last night. I like the regime change one very much. Yeah. You have to make the last regime you toppled, you have to make that country stable before you're allowed to topple another one. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, Tucker went big on the idea yesterday that there was no good reason that Assad would have launched a chemical attack at this point. Not only are his uh, troops... Uh, ascendant and uh, the, the Trump who said we got to get out of Syria, making it clear that there's no long-term commitment to regime change, and that uh, if if, if uh, Assad and Putin and the mullahs in Iran just get a little more uh, time, they'll be fine. So he made the argument there's no way he would launch a chemical attack because that's the only way that the U.S. would intervene in a strong way at this point. That is not a completely ridiculous argument. It's not completely ridiculous. I don't buy it. Um, they have launched chemical attacks multiple times in the last several months. So worried about drawing us in, I'm not sure as it was on their mind. Right. Um, McCain's view of it was, we announced we're not into it. So they thought, okay, cool. We can definitely continue the chemical attacks then. That's not completely ridiculous either. Yeah, exactly. Because they're looking for total capitulation. And the only thing that holds them back is fear that, you know, the world community will think they've gone too far. 
Um, but, you know, when the world community signals now we're kind of out, well, then they'll go for, again, a, 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 you know, a campaign of terror but let's, to wipe out their enemies. Let's There's, play out the other scenario, though. How does that whole thing work? There, well, there are a couple of ideas. Number one, Israel is absolutely dead set on Iranian influence not taking hold the way it's taken hold in Syria. They hate that idea. So uh, Israel could be behind the chemical attacks. You'd have to believe Israel would be willing to gas children for their own political ends. Conceivably. Conceivably. That's one theory. The other theory, and this one is less crazy, is that, and and there are very, very well-documented examples of this in the Arab world. It happens fairly routinely. There was no chemical attack. They just produced a bunch of videos that seemed to show the aftermath of a chemical attack because the rebels, the so-called rebels, are absolutely desperate at this point. Their only hope is significant international information or uh, intervention, rather. So that's the theory. You know, so the rebels made up a chemical attack. mm -hmm, Yeah, exactly. To try to get help. It's the only thing that gets uh, the West's interest. I would do that Mm -hmm. if I were them. Yeah, me too. I don't know that that's true. See, and this is a beautiful example, and Tucker did it last night. Maybe he didn't have time to lay out the evidence, but the, and this is uh, y'all with your emails and there are websites devoted to this, that because something could be true, you immediately leap to a confident statement that it is true. So it could be true that the rebels faked it up. I haven't seen the, the intelligence reports. I don't know. Uh, I don't feel like I know at all. The fact that everybody in D.C., left, right, and center, is saying, yep, it was clearly an attack by Assad, we need to do something, makes me think maybe that's true. But, I don't know, at the same time, and again, Tucker made this point, when everybody left, right, and center is lined up, be careful, because nobody's asking the hard questions anymore. Lindsey Graham and Howard Dean yeah. are screaming for a strike God help Syria. us, yeah. The, the old Ackman's razor idea, though, the, the idea that the most likely explanation is the correct one most of the time horrifying bad guys in assad and putin Mm -hmm. thinking they're almost to the end of this where they've completely won and the mullahs who are looking at sunni fundamentalist lunatics they've done it multiple times over the several years this war has been going on so Mm -hmm. it's not it's not anything new right they gassed some more people so they could win the war and the left, right, and center are all in agreement because we've all decided, you know what, we can't allow chemical attacks to become normalized on the planet. Mm-hmm. That's not a crazy idea. No, no. And often the conspiracy crowd, and I looked at a bunch of the websites, um, and, and uh, several of them are clearly Russian-sponsored, um, for what that's worth. Um, yeah, I, again, I don't, I don't know what the truth is. I wish I did. I'd like to see the uh, intelligence reports. Now, here's where I... How do you know it was Assad and his gang? Here's the stuff on Tucker Carlson last night on Fox. Cause, and the, the reason we're quoting this so much is it was so different than what everybody else was saying all day long on MSNBC and Fox. Mm-hmm. Everybody was, you know, in a, in a rare agreement on what needs to happen here. Tucker Carlson's the only person asking the real questions. Okay, if we strike, then what? What, what are we going to do? Are we going to put in a different strong man? Are we going to topple Assad and put in somebody different in charge? How are we? How would we do that? Russia's just going to allow us to do that? See, I thought he went way too far on that. So now we're going for regime change. But nobody said that. Who's, who's saying that? I mean, everybody would like it, but nobody's seriously saying that. We're going to take out the airfield that the chemical attack was allegedly uh, launched from. You remember when this happened? What was it, last year? 
We we threw a bunch of cruise missiles at it and killed like eight, ten guys or something like that, mm. and did some damage to a runway and took out like a hangar. As I recall, it was a little uh, underwhelming. Well, I could see Trump just leveling the airfield, just reducing it to dust. And we're hoping that Russia doesn't retaliate. We think that they wouldn't. Retaliate how, though? I don't know. They they threatened that they would. You can't be uh, you can't be scared off by uh, by Russia. Nah. From doing what's right, but what? Uh, well, the only thing I could see Putin doing launch some enormous attack on quote unquote our rebels. I mean, unless our guys are there, I mean. So is our only goal? Because I'm also big on the argument of what's the what's U.S. interest in this, right? What's U.S. interest in this? Our own uh, military analyst Mike Lyons said, "What what is what is U.S. interest in Syria? Let the Russians have it. Who freaking cares?" So is our only interest in making sure bad guys around the world know chemical weapons are not okay. You do all this other crap, you can get away with it. Chemical weapons, you can't get away with that. Is that the the only message? Well, that and keeping uh, Iran slash Hezbollah off of Israel's border. So we are going to occupy a chunk of Syria then? I don't know. I don't know. Might say, look, you don't do this, that, and that. And if you do, we'll bomb the the S out of you. You know, in terms of uh, arms in the border region or whatever. I don't know. You know, some of y'all, the way you rush to certainty, I kind of admire it in a way. Your your world must be very uh, stress-free. It's a time saver. Yeah. A lot of question marks. I haven't heard anybody say, you know, maybe we'll hear it today. If we end up bombing Syria, will will anybody be saying this is just a distract from the lawyer's office? I haven't heard anybody say that. No, because the timing doesn't work, I don't think. Well, speaking of the lawyer's office, the witch hunt is on. If you're a witch, run and hide. (laughs) Sarah Westwood next. That's coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show.